Hey, kid. Well, hello, Victor. I just opened up the space. I didn't even send out invitations yet. I know. Nice having you. I just saw you pop up at the top of my uh, the top of my feed, and I was curious about why do we need a Dex? Well, you know, what the hey, I'm gonna go ahead and get started then. All right. So, one of the things that we we're talking about currently. Uh, within Twitter spaces is just a lot of shill spaces. Everyone's building some sort of, you know, buzzwords, a protocol, um, you know, DEXs versus CXs. I hate, you know, saying sex. It's just a CXs for centralized versus decentralized exchanges. And people coming in from the TradFi world are few and in between because majority of people that come in to invest in crypto have no monetary uh, background, financial background, whatsoever so these words that were you know thrown around in general are just completely foreign so this is a web3 starter pack where i just basically try to get to the practical um assessments and verb verbatims of you know just a um a socratic walkthrough for people can understand and ask questions so it is open mic so at any point in time people can go ahead and ask but in general when you you came in here because you're curious. What do you hear and what do you know what a DEX is currently? Well, uh, so I've had very little ex experience in Web3 and crypto. My experience amounts to connecting my bank account to um, a couple of exchanges and like, purchasing uh purchasing tokens and you know seeing them swing in value and uh and little 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 beyond that i mean i uh i recently was poking around um a couple of dow platform interfaces to uh, to see what that's about and it looks like i could mint a dow for uh you know, a couple hundred uh, dollars worth of Ethereum. I uh, went on, um, what is it? Uh, the, I'm unfamiliar enough, so is that the, uh, the, the names of things, like, don't immediately clearly pop to mind, but whatever the, uh, mm -hmm. whatever the, the ETH analog of uh, DNS is, you're able to, uh, like, um, you know, hold a uh, an ETH domain. I've chosen to hold a couple of those. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a, a special space. Sorry, I had a special space earlier um, within the year uh, referencing to ENS domains and how to set up uh, a domain name covering a wallet address. Mm -hmm. In retrospect of uh, how it. It's pretty much the same of your general IP address associated to your uh, MAC address, computers, and using it's a, in reality, the ENS for Ethereum name services is a very Web2 application that is implemented onto a Web3 application. Um, the wallets that we utilize can be centralized, and we think we're self-custodying, but in reality, 
Uh, if it is a, let's say, MetaMask, you know, custodial of our assets, digital currencies, it is very centralized because at any point, any point in time, you're able to have your uh, account locked up, such as Gemini. And what we've seen this last half, last quarter of this year, uh, a lot of people are starting to realize uh, what centralization really means for them because those buzzwords of you know having exchanges, the CXs, uh, their, their assets and offering up liquidity pools and so forth, um, you know, they're, they're locked out of their accounts because of the uh, regulation and the hurt of um, not having the liquidity uh, on these exchanges. And MetaMask, you're able to swap out your tokens right then there straight from the wallet. It is acting as a centralized exchange as well. But... Um, yeah. So, oh, go I, ahead. So totally, I've got like a MetaMask wallet attached to my browser. I was able to use that to go to, uh, uh, I think Algorand, and uh, you know, connect that, connect MetaMask to that app. Um, you know, I've used, like, I have a, a Coinbase wallet. I have a Coinbase account, Bittrex, Kraken. I think I, I, I noticed a, a Gemini like second factor off thing in my uh, in my off application, but I haven't visited that in a while. And I have uh, like a ledger, uh, and so like set up some you know some wallets on that. So it's like I've mm -hmm. I've dipped my toe into the the space and like have some stuff there and have very little understanding like what I might do with it. Um, Let's see. Okay. Yeah. So well, I consider I mean, myself a noob. <laughs> no, that's fine. Because a lot of people just kind of dive headfirst into this ecosystem, ecosphere, and jump into these um, Twitter spaces because that's where we get our information from. And it's very um, cult, a cult uh, society, and you're kind of driven into it. And most people are afraid to ask silly questions. And if you truly are looking for information, there's no such thing as stupid question. But, you know, there's a time and place for it. Most of the time, um, in public, there's not any room to breathe to mention anything silly for people to take the time to talk about it. So when we talk about decentralized exchanges, decentralization, you do understand that people keep saying, oh, it's self-custody. But what does self-custody mean to us? Um, no matter what, we have to have some intermediary to enter onto a blockchain. Uh, our financial systems that we currently have that, you know, in America, via or parliamental monetary systems in general, have to go through some form of uh, exchange that is very centralized, that require a KYC. And when we talk about decentralized exchanges, those ones are not KYC. Those ones are where you can actually uh, utilize your credit cards. Your, your credit cards are very, you know, very nitty gritty based web, web zero, um, you know, applications that already has your social security numbers and so forth associated to it. Um, a lot of the banks currently are closing out because you've heard of Transact, MoonPay, 
and uh, I forgot out what the other one was called, but those are called the 3DS system. They're not licensed to be exchanges. They're licensed to be a, um, as a security protocol to be a money transmitter, almost like a point of sale system. And that's how people most of the time get into a decentralized exchange. Does that make sense? So far, so good. I think what, okay. I, what I heard you say is that, uh, that, that um, exchanges uh, are, are, well, the exchanges that I've uh, in, interacted with are certainly not decentralized. They're, they're centralized. That uh, decentralized exchanges, um, you know, may or may not be permissionless, um, but in any in any in any regard, we need uh, on ramps to uh, to the crypto space, and so this is about mm-hmm. this is about the concept of like a decentralized on ramp. Yes, and my point in in that whole long spiel of you know the on ramps and how we and interact with blockchains and get into a decentralized exchange is that we need some form of centralization, but when it comes to using it as a a median intermediary um, from there, we don't keep it there. That's where we still are not custodying. We're allowing just the same, same stuff, different day of, you know, an online banking system, you know, a centralized exchange just to hold on to it for us. And when they hold on to it, you've heard of liquidity pools where they're lending the funds. I mean, you've probably heard people talk about the money printers with central banking systems where uh, forever, for every $1 that you deposit that they can reissue for a loan for $42, one one forty-two ratio, which is just absolutely insane. So when you end up using a centralized exchange, they're creating their own liquidity pools with lending funds and um uh, boy, and they're making money off of the uh, lending protocols off their own, and they issue you the very minute amount. So in that case, what problem are we trying to solve with blockchain technology? So that's when we move on to talking about decentralization, because all these little buzzwords I just recapped on is the same thing as this past year. People are finally realizing what it means to custody their own money, because People have lost a lot of money this entire year. We've we've seen um, crypto market market cap going to three trillion, back down to just below one trillion dollars this year. And it's not necessarily that we lost a lot of money; is that the bubble popped for um, fake lending. You know, that's just my my theory. <clears throat> but why are we using a DEX? So we are trying to. Counter, we're trying to end up having a counterparty to the risk, you know, the um, trying to prevent anti money laundering, sorry, uh, trying to reduce the security risk because you hear about people with hacks and, and bridge. Hello, Joe, how are you? Um, with bridge hacks, uh, we want to have the anonymity. I can't even speak today. Oh my goodness, I can't speak any day, but we want to stay anonymous. Thus, the reducing the KYC needing, and then we want to end up reducing the public uh, tamper, tampering because everything is on the blockchain as a ledger. Joe, if you like, you can take the mic back. I give you a moment if you want to do a quick hello. Okay. 
Okay. But those are the reasons why, those are the problems that we're trying to solve using blockchain. And those are the problems that we use DEX's decentralization for. And I gave you the, Joe, you missed it earlier. I was just giving the recap of centralized exchanges and how they relate to basically what we're currently doing with the central banking systems. Cool. No, I think you've been in a couple spaces with me the last few weeks, and this is like my favorite topic because um, usually I like to talk about the DEX tokens, but um, I think the DEX is, this is a good title. Why do we need a DEX? We definitely need a DEX. I just think they can be improved quite a bit. I don't know if that's off topic, but this is like uh, something that I, I talk about all the time on Spaces. Oh, no. I mean, it's not off topic. Anything about a DEX. I'm, you know, I'm trying to work people through a systematic way of uh, covering the different terminologies, examples, and so forth. So I just, my my key bullet points was what is a DEX? Why a DEX? How does it work? How does it interact with uh, the blockchain? And we were talking about earlier how DEXs and CXs have to, they're has to be some form of on-ramp and at this point in time all of it is centralized in some form whether it's from the central banking system fiat to the on-ramp and intermediaries um, we don't necessarily have to kyc but there has to be some form of uh, protection associated to it so there are different forms of dexes that we have to consider there is um gosh dexes with aggregators um dexes that have uh, an order book, which we call in uh, TradFi, like a banker's book. And we also have ones that are uh, automated market makers, which we abbreviate with uh, AMM. Yeah, AMM, automa automated market makers. Sorry, I talk out loud when I think. So just bear with me. But Joe, if you like to uh, chime in and feel free to. Yeah, so you mentioned AMMs. And I think that's like the most common kind of decks right amm is basically um you have like these pools of money right you got the pools of money and you're and usually it's it's two tokens in the pool so you're putting one token in taking one token out right that that's basically an amm and then there are some dexes that are very similar to centralized exchanges they have their order books so you basically put an order in to buy something and it gets matched with someone else's order to sell at the same price. I feel like those are the two main types of DEXs. I don't know of any others, um, but I don't know if you covered that already. I don't want to be repeating. No, you, already no. you know, repetition and coming from multiple people in the same space is um, encouraged because even though it might seem redundant, a lot of people come in here and it doesn't click the first time. So we, we are perfectly fine. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I, I actually made a, um, like, I guess like two, almost two years ago, I made a, a Udemy course on how to use um, Uniswap on Ethereum. And I actually never released the course. I just made all the videos for no reason. And I just never, <laughs> I never released it. But um, what's interesting about the DEXs is, is that the, all these strangers basically can put their money in the pool and earn fees for the swaps right that's like that's the appeal to um to be to have a dex where like the 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 fees go to the people who actually supply the the liquidity to do the swaps like let's say you have 100 
dollars worth of something and I have a hundred dollars worth of another token, we can make a pool without knowing each other. And then a third person can come in and do swaps of those two tokens back and forth. And then we would collect the swap fees. And that's basically because there's a risk involved, right? Like you, mm-hmm. there could be, there could be like a smart contract error in the code that it can get exploited. And then that money can just be gone forever. And I think Uniswap is really the, like the, like the prime example of like a successful DEX and, uh, I think the fees, I think the fees are like a quarter of a percent or something like that for every swap. And most centralized exchanges are going to be higher than that. Plus on a centralized exchange, you don't get the best price always. There's always a spread, almost like you're buying mm-hmm. like um, like penny stocks, right? There's a huge spread or pink, well, pink sheet stocks. When you're talking about um, market makers, AMMs, just in general, when we're talking about DEXs, I do encourage throwing out examples um, for people can relate it to something that they might be familiar with. But liquidity pools, all liquidity pools are lending funds. Anybody that wants to interact with the liquidity pool will be able to uh, provide their tokens for uh, a certain X amount of times to uh, get the transaction fee. So it's not just one particular company. Whenever you see something for a liquidity pool, that is exactly what it is. Um, when you interact with the DEX for AMMs, market makers, or interact- interacting with a, a DEX aggregator, um, you are essentially um, offering uh, a token at a certain price for other people to uh, utilize to borrow and um, pay back at that specific price so that way victor here can get that and we just lost nez nez actually was a special guest too that was my daughter it was her first time uh i made her a wallet over christmas and she's trying to learn (laughs) but go ahead this is a little bit off topic but i just had to follow you for the third time um so like something's going on with your twitter account where you're losing followers i don't know if uh I don't know if, yeah, definitely, it, could, it couldn't have been my mistake three times. So I just wanted to let you know that. So if people are not following you, maybe you lost people because of a Twitter error. Oh, I, Twitter, my account is riddled with a lot of Twitter errors. And I've been messaging Twitter back and forth ever since that Twitter blew with iOS on the beta. And ever since iOS has changed over, my subscription renewed, and it's been kind of in uh, BFE. Um, you're, you're a prior military, so you know what BFE stands for. (laughs) I'm not prior military. Oh, I thought you were. I'm so sorry. No. Uh, Someone else asked me that too recently. I don't know what Mm -hmm. I, I must've said something really dumb in the spaces and now people think. You did. We had a conversation previously in, uh, Robos or Robos, uh, space, but yeah, we can go off topic. I, Last night, I was not feeling too well. I didn't sleep well. So casual conversation is encouraged, too, because I get a little scatterbrained and I start skipping words from what's in my head because it's just going fast pace. So please slow me down. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. But yeah, I, I was just saying, I must have said something dumb on a spaces. Almost everything I say on spaces is dumb. So th- th- I'll keep this one on track because you have a nice title there. Why do we need a Dex? But anyway, mo- more about the Dexes, if you don't mind. Um, I noticed on Osmosis, which I think is like the best Dex. I think it has the most functionality and it works 
the smoothest. There is a fiat on ramp, so you could use your credit card, I guess, or some other like bank transfer to deposit money right on the decks. And this kind of feature, I'm sure it's prevalent in a lot of other decks now. I just don't use them. But like a year or two ago, this was unheard of, which is like a huge advance in in the space to just, you know, I guess in certain countries it's not going to work well or maybe there'll be high fees with certain types of bank accounts but i feel like this is a uh, a major a major improvement over 18 months ago getting getting into crypto where you would you would ordinarily need to open multiple accounts and then wait for KYC and then you deal with the centralized exchange and and all that so i think the more a dex can replace some of the necessity of a centralized exchange the centralized exchanges will have to get better or keep getting better unlike the banks you know yes yes for sure um you know using kyc usually for um banking service on ramping to a centralized exchange for your cryptocurrency um your i hate saying cryptocurrency just uh, your digital assets um, those workarounds into decentralizations is with any point of sale uh, payment remittance license licensure through a 3DS system, which is just a form of security using uh, transactions on credit cards, debit cards. Um, the problem is a lot of them have been uh, flagged as uh, security risks because a lot of them transact. Moonpay has a location here in the States, but transact. And I keep forgetting the third one. There's three of them that uh, people utilize within a lot of the uh, e-commerce spaces, but it, it doesn't I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up MetaMask now because they have two or three of them and maybe like, I know one's Apple Pay, one's MoonPay, and then they're there's there's one or two more that I if you give me a second I'll find it. Okay, but uh, yeah, that that's the thing. Um, J.P. Morgan, uh, Capital One, and I, I'm drawing a blank. It's a military payment system. All of them are always flagged, and you always have to contact your banking system and talk to somebody in person to get that activated and remove that security risk uh, for that flag just to be able to utilize and enter onto your decks. But um, there's one called wire it, wire and um, transact. Mm -hmm. um, but transact is you could use with Apple pay. So I don't know if that was one of the ones you were thinking you were thinking of, but there are some cool payment systems, but because I know in some countries, I know like England, especially people have their bank accounts, like uh, intentionally blocking transactions to set even centralized exchanges which is odd they are they are odd so again just uh, talking to your banking systems and your uh, card issuers uh, utilizing 3ds systems and having them remove uh, the security risk flags that might pop up from those uh, rem uh you know remittance um uh, e-commerce point of sale um transactions so the one thing that I, we did touch briefly on how does it interact with the blockchain uh, Joe thank you for covering uh, auto automated market makers AMMs uh, we were talking about um, how does it work though uh, not all uh, again reiterating on how 
DEXs, not all of DEXs are the same. Each one has a unique build to it um, based off of the order book DEXs, DEC aggregators, which are protocols built onto it, and then, of course, the AMMs. So the, all that means in a nutshell of summing up is that the infrastructure uh, varies depending on how it interacts with each chain. Uh, banker book models can be off-chain to wallets. Uh, we, we've, it can be a caveat and it can also be a godsend. One of the things that, Joe, you were talking about with AMMs, of the liquidity pools, liquidity pools for DEXs don't always work the best when it is an off-chain because off-chain has its pros and cons. You can end up having the, uh, the purpose of a DEX in general is that it takes an intermediary out, which means you're doing your peer-to-peer token transfers. You're swapping with peers. You're basically setting your prices out and trying to find the best price on your own. That takes away the market maker strategy for centralizations and you are your own market maker, which is the pro. The con is when you're doing an off-chain transaction and you're doing a uh, peer-to-peer transaction, you're offering up that token or have a general group that's into a liquidity pool off-chain offering that token price and realizing, oh, crap, you just did the transaction, but once it interacts with the blockchain, you're, it might not have that liquidity built up and there might have a bank run issue. So that, that's the whole thing is you have to find a DEX that does off-chain that has a high user basis and a high buyer ratio. Yeah, and even like on some of the, the, the really good DEXs, there's there's not enough liquidity to stabilize the price, and I've I've almost I've I've messed with these small pools on purpose, just kind of experimentally, and and sometimes I've shifted prices with like a really small transaction, like a couple hundred bucks. I've um I've shifted liquidity pools like four percent, which which is astronomical. <laughs> it, it 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 happens though. I just want to say, hey Tank, how are you? Hey guys, I just want to stop in and say I apologize for uh, not being able to be invested in tonight's conversation. Kind of hanging by a string right now. So, um, I heard you were sick on vacation. Sucks, man. I, 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 w- I wouldn't trade places with you, but hopefully you feel better. Yeah, I appreciate it. I just want to stop in and say that. I'm sorry about that. No, I appreciate you coming and just uh, making an appearance. I, I wasn't hanging over your head. I wasn't going to make a long new post like, hey, I just had my special guest just leave last minute. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Gaines got me sick. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting sick, sure. but it's just a quick space, and I, I'm also not feeling well, so I, I completely get it. But I, I tried doing my cat scratch scribbles and now i'm just going you know robotically through this so i'm thank goodness joe has the mic right now but uh another another thing i wanted to talk about and touch base with since we cover peer-to-peer off chain we want um joe do you have any experience with on-chain um uh order book marketing i've actually never used a an on-chain order book decks have not but I actually, you know what? Um, Gaines is here, and Gaines probably would be able to speak to it. Uh, um, 
the carbon chain, right? I think the carbon chain is one of those that he's pretty familiar with. And I've never used Kujira either, but maybe someone here has and can speak to that. And I also want to give a shout out to my daughter that's down there, Nez, who probably really hates the fact that I'm putting her on the spot and just even telling people that she's my daughter. But I'm so damn proud. She, so- she left when I was talking, so <laughs> I either bored her or, or said something wrong. So apologize for that, Nez. <laughs> Uh, Gaines, if you'd like to take a mic, please, please do. It's an open, it's an open, open panel. Please, anybody and everybody, just be respectful of the title and the subject. But go ahead and pick up a mic. If you're unfollowing you, automatically we'll get one. So, just I, to sum it up, uh, Victor, who was the first one that came in here, that had some questions about Dex's, the on chain. Uh, banker's book or the order book i gotta change my old school ways of how i um say these is the idea of the two prices interact um or when you are custodying your own tokens and you're trying to put it onto the market for another buyer you can actually set your price and once your price on the chain that you're act- interacting with hits and intersects with the uh, price action through all the market then you have instant instantaneous execution of that uh, price so you hear about bot trading and that right there would be an example cool i just saw Gaines picked up the mic i don't know if you want to talk about um order book dexes which I, I have not used yet, but I know that DYDX is going to be a monster player in that department for Cosmos. Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? <clears throat> Still recovering here. I don't know how I sound right now. Probably sound like shit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been using um, I've been using DMX for quite some time now, at least over, at least over two years, and it's a decentralized um, centralized exchange that has. A nice, a nice, like, <clears throat> a nice, uh, sorry, limit, limit, and, uh, God damn it, guys, I can't even freaking think right now. <laughs> <I'm> fucking sick. <laughs> I think I'm we all got COVID. I, 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 I'm super sick right now. What I'm trying to say is it's an exchange, decentralized exchange. It has a limit order book. It also has market order book. Um, and it's all on chain <clears throat> and it's built with the Cosmos SDK. They've been around for quite some time and the way their order books work, it's a AMM backed order book. And I'm basically kind of just, uh, just going through the doc here because I'm not a very technical person, but for someone that is, they might want to listen to this. Um, it says carbon combines the best of both worlds, allowing for fully decentralized and automatic liquidity provision where anyone can create their own liquidity pools and earn Switchio tokens and send of rewards at the same time. So when people are placing orders, um, they actually get like a small percentage back for placing an order once it gets executed. So if you're, if you're a market maker, you actually earn a little bit of tokens for, for being a market maker. Once that order hits and another cool thing is all the transaction fees and all of the um, trading fees 
go back to people that are staking the 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 native token, the Suchio token, which is cool. And I'm I think maybe Kajira does something similar like that, but I have not played around with Kajira. But I do know though that Dmax has this feature where if you're just staking that native token, every single token that's traded on that exchange, as long as there's volume, as long as people are trading, every token you'll start earning little pieces of it, little chunks here and there, as long as people are trading. So this this exchange to me has been like one of the one of the coolest ones in the entire Cosmos ecosystem. But they kind of just lack a little bit of volume and exposure, but they're picking up steam slowly but surely. <clears throat> Guys, I am super sick right now. I'm sorry. Sorry, no, sorry to hear that, man. I I got I caught something over Thanksgiving, and they I had to get a um a steroid. It was a throat infection that was viral, so no antibiotic could help me, and I ended up getting like I said, a steroid. It was horrible. But yeah, you you sound like you're struggling. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I'm struggling. I've and I've had to like go into work because I can't afford to not go to work um <clears throat> so i have to go to work sick as fuck so it's hard to get better <laughs> when you're forced to basically work um but anyway more about decentralized exchanges um i am reading here in the doc and it says carbon comes with a highly scalable open source delegated proof of stake order matching engine uh, that is advanced enough to support sophisticated market advanced financial instruments which recently they did launch a money market. <clears throat> so you can basically lend, borrow, and even mint the stable token. And again, this is all on-chain. So very, very cool what they're building over there. If you guys haven't done so already, just give it a quick glance over. The UI is fucking clean. I love the UI for DMX. It almost it almost makes it feel like you're using like a sophisticated like <clears throat> um, advanced trading platform like Coinbase pro or even like binance but it's all decentralized because i mean i know joe you've heard of it i'm not sure if kit has heard of it no i haven't um you said that it uses aggregation tools agg and then also offers emerging books which is liquidity protocols so you're probably yes yeah, so you're probably way more better at the technical stuff than me kit I, I just look at, I'm just more of like, all right, let's, let's take a look at it. Let's play around with it. What does the UI feel like? But if you want to like learn more about the actual like technical stuff behind it, I'll send you a link to their docs. <clears throat> That'll oh, please, help you out a ton. Please do. Um, I, I was just trying to reiterate for the space. This Twitter space is not recorded. However, I do um, go back and, take the recording off of the API and I do turn it into a podcast. So if anybody has anything to say on here that you'd like me to remove, please just send me a DM. I can edit it out. Oh, no problem. No problem. You can you don't have to remove nothing. I think everybody knows on Twitter that I'm sick as heck. But, oh, so one cool thing too, right? Frequent batch auctions. Maybe if you've heard of this before, maybe you haven't, but it says on Carbon, each block is like a mini auction and all orders within a block are treated as the same price until the until they enter the order book for for an ask at 3000 if one trader bids at 4000 and another at 3.5000 both bids will clear at the unit order price at 3000 but the amounts will be prorated and divided up equally between the parties bidding for that quantity 
Okay, what, great. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what that <laughs> really oh, means. Oh, it, it just means, you said this is on-chain, right? Yes. Okay, <laughs> so it's just the two prices intersecting, or yeah, once they intersect, that they will finally execute. So basically, the fastest ones are able to do their price range match uh, wins the bid. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. Oh, okay. How long have you been studying decentralized marketplaces and exchanges? Um, decentralized marketplaces are fairly new for me. Uh, okay. For general traditional finance world, I've been in it since the 90s and went through a few crashes. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay. What's What's been your favorite deck so far? Oh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna stay um, unbiased at this point in time. But there's a few of them that I've been looking over. The one thing that just perks my interest is Dex aggregators. I definitely want to find a Dex uh, because not all of them are the same to have different in infrastructure. I do definitely want to find uh, specific Dex aggregators, which um, is basically a protocol layer system built onto a chain to interact with multiple chains at once. Uh, it can also be an aggregator that's built to be a market maker of a hybrid sense, so it can work with... Um, yeah, so I if I can find aggregators off the decks, that is a hybrid uh, version. That's a winner for me. Nice. I know um, <clears throat> Terra TFM TFM. You heard of TFM before? Yes, sir. That's an aggregator, correct? I'm not I sure. We're... It is. I was thinking of the faceless many, but uh, Terra. What was it? Real quick. TFM underscore com on Twitter. <clears throat> it's a uh, proprietary complete DEX and NFT aggregator. Uh, Juno, Luna, Luna Classic, and Osmo ecosystem are support currently. I'm going to look this up real quick. And that way I know what the hell I'm thinking about because just like <laughs> you, I'm blank in the head because I'm mixing things up. No problem. no problem. And in the meantime, I see Nez took a mic. I just want to give her the floor for a quick minute. What's up, Nez? Sorry, my dad just came in. Hang on. Just kick him out. <laughs> I'm joking. All right, so TFM on my bookmarkers on there. Yeah, I got to get out of the corrupted, the faceless mini, which isn't not what we were talking about. I like this exchange, DMX, because um, you can also create your own like uh, pairs. Obviously, it's going to take time for liquidity to arrive, right? But uh, let's just say that you have a token, you're, you have a project and you have a token and you want to launch the market. On DMX, it's permissionless, so you can go ahead and create your own um, market pairs. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like to... Yeah, it is clean looking. I do like looking at things that give you a more technical chart 
and it kind of reminds me of um, Trading View, but they use their own. Uh, I mean, of course, it's SDK, but the API off of it. I gotta look at that for the charts. Yeah, having a nice chart is useful. But if you want to do some advanced trading, you need all those special tools. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's take a look at the analytics. Yeah, I looked at TFM, was it, a little sometime last year when it first came out. And this does not look like the same website. I wonder if I can go to, like, the archive.org and pull the onion forms, you know, the screenshots off of it look at its history but i do like how it does offer um aggregations for the nft markets now that right there is a winner too so i has my approval so far but what does that mean absolutely freaking nothing <laughs> nft aggregator that's something new to me i've never played around with it <laughs> Bands, why don't you take the mic? I love hearing you talk. Um, usually, I, I don't hold spaces. Is uh, every other week I try to have something thoughtful, and I'm not trolling. But uh, yeah, I, I tend to step on some toes now and then. But none of it's really intentional. I just by innate sense am a troll. <laughs> so when we talk about just a recap. DEXs in general, uh, we emphasize DEXs as peer-to-peer. -peer. Um, you know, when we talk about why a DEX, the one thing you really should think about is the peer-to-peer self-custodial. Uh, and that just sums it up right there. We've been talking about price matching, uh, price comparison, uh, you know, which price comparison is considered a swap in general. And then when you do a price comparison, though, you have to also take a look at the total value locked, which is uh, abbreviated as TVL when looking at things. So when you go over a DEX, uh, you don't necessarily need to go over the charts. Um, technical analysis is strictly just, uh, you know, shaking a freaking eight ball and see how close you can get to it. So it's nice to understand a little bit TNA, but... It's not the all, you know, be all and all. The TVL is what you should look at because, as I said before, as a caveat, is you don't want to um, have the issue of going onto a DEX and have a lack of its liquidity when you're doing the uh, uh, brain fart. Oh my goodness. Joe, help me out here. <laughs> The um, the, <laughs> the interactions per the the interactions that you're having peer to peer, you should have it instantaneous with the blockchain. So on chain is preferred. When you do off chain, you're worried about the TVL versus the liquidity that Dex itself holds because you don't want to accidentally have the slippage fee because your pricing action then will be uh, a little bit more than what you thought you're buying the asset for. Aren't, aren't um, the Osmosis team uh, battling some sort of uh, like uh, uh, slippage issue? I, I forgot what they call it, but there's a term for it that they're that they're they're coming out with. Well, the the 
I listen to a lot of news. Um, not just I read median mediums. I listen to spaces. If anyone actually knows me, they think I'm a bot because I'm always in a space and I'm always pulling, pulling information. I'm collecting data all the time too, just for my own personal use to figure out what's going on in the space because there's always something new, and that's very frustrating. And for the amount of uh, content that is created on a daily basis is more than an individual's lifetime to actually absorb and retain, unfortunately. So I'm trying to cover the different practical um, details uh, associated to people like what is a DEX? And from there, move on to different um, different buzzword names such as osmosis. And that way they can have the the fundamentals of, okay, look at the DEX's total value locked, um, the the price actions, the market caps, and yada, 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 based off of how what's their functionality of how they, um, how they interact with the blockchain and their infrastructure. I, I never, I didn't hear that Osmosis was having issues. Gains, do you have any more info? No, no, not not necessarily issues, but um, they're 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 coming out with something to battle any like hardcore slippage. I forgot what they're calling it. Got it, got it. And the, the, the slippage um, probably is a concern for some of the smaller pools, right? Like any any liquidity pool where, I don't know, there's less than 200,000 or 300,000 US dollars and you're doing some swaps that are a couple thousand bucks, you're probably going to move the price. And sometimes th sometimes if you don't have the um, the settings on the decks configured the right way, because they, they do have some guardrails there so that you don't accidentally buy a token for way more than what the advertised price is on the website, the, the swap might not go through because the slippage. So you have to increase the slippage so that your swap will go through no matter what. But if you're moving the price, right? Cause it's literally supply and demand. And if the supply is low and you, you want to do a swap in a pool, you could move the price quite a bit. You, it's, you know, depending on the, the pair. So there's that. I just know how early we are into things. It doesn't take much to move things. And when Osmosis came out, unfortunately, the liquidity pools, I lost a few because to be able to pull out um, wasn't enough time before uh, a few of my reward assets went to zero. So the one thing is uh, high, high risk, high reward <laughs> just as a warning for anyone that wants to jump in on that. Yeah. I mean, there, there's always going to be risk. You're, you're basically using brand new financial software. <laughs> so, so you have to, uh, you know, if you're dabbling, make sure you're dabbling with an amount that, you know, it's not going to be life changing if something happens, God forbid, but even, even some problems can happen that are not, exploits or hacks like if one token just starts losing value and you're 
one of the people supplying liquidity in a pool, you're going to lose both tokens, significant amounts of them at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, depending on how much of a you know investor versus trader somebody is. And, you know, you can't tell somebody how to uh, play with their assets, but you can just give them the tools and the knowledge so they can make a, more of a educated gander of how they're going to interact with it. Yeah. And while we're having this conversation, I just logged into Coinbase for the first time in a long time. And uh, Gaines mentioned Coinbase Pro, which is no more. And I can't even find my transactions on the site to do my taxes. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can get into Coinbase Pro, but you just see, you see the page, like the trading page. You can't click anything and you can't go through your transactions. And then, um, wow, this is a big problem right now. <laughs> I, hopefully no one else is, is going to be that wrecked. But Coinbase is really the only decks that I could use in New York. So all my transactions oh, are on there. you're in yeah, New York. I, I could use Gemini, but Gemini, it's okay. It's just like Coinbase is, has like that advanced trading feature where, you know, it looks like you're using TradingView to do your trades and all that. And it's it's really good. It's really good, but it doesn't exist anymore. So it sucks to be me right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to tax lost harvest and I have some tokens that I want to sell, but I want to make sure they match up to tokens that I bought earlier in the year. There'll be no way for me to check that, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, um, I forgot to, I've been reading through my notes right now. And one of the things I want, I forgot to cover was with the DEX aggregators talking about slippage and the sufficiency of liquidity. Uh, check, because I keep emphasizing, look at the TVL, but always look at that one platform. Um, and the thought just popped out of my head. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. Always compare and contrast the uh, the price actions from one dex to another. Don't just focus on the one because a caveat is if you see that the price is so much higher that they're lacking liquidity. So just remember that if you see that there is a huge price uh, increase compared to all the other dexes, that particular dex is having issues. Yeah, and, and Gemini, what I find is their spreads are ridiculous. So they'll, they'll say, oh, there's no fees or whatever the case might be, but you're getting really bad prices. So for recurring purchases, it, it makes a big difference for what DEXs you use. Yeah, one sorry, of the... sorry, not DEX. It's cent- sex. I can't say that. Yeah, C- just C- centralization. C-X? Yeah, CX. Yeah. You can say Tri- sex. Why not? It's just with a C, hard C. Kex. It's like Kex. calories Kex. versus oh, calories. No. And I'm, I'm going to be right back, by the way. I have to go put my kid to bed. So I'll, I'll pop back on in a little bit. I am uh, I was going to hold the space out open for roughly an hour. I'm happy to leave it open if more people want to pop up and shoot the shit. But uh, if anybody has questions, feel free to grab a mic and ask away. But if not, we're just going to unwind this in the next 10 minutes. I, I think I found... Um what I was talking about earlier about liquidity and stuff, <clears throat> amplified pools. Have you heard of amplified pools, Kit? No, I never heard of amplified pools. As I said before, as far as DEXs go, 
um, there's so many new things that I'm trying to keep up with. So please enlighten me. So I'm reading here. <clears throat> what are amplified pools? Simply put, amplified liquidity pools take the standard AMM formula and amplify them to maximize the capital efficiency of that pool between a certain price in order to offer lower slippage and better prices for traders. Check your uh, DM. I sent you a, a doc on what amplified pools mean in the carbon ecosystem. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm taking a look here now how they're doing this. I will. And Naz, I see you have your hand up. Uh, I wanted to say hi. And because uh, you said <laughs> you said uh, said my name when dad came in the room. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you didn't just leave and say F this. These old MFs are just talking crazy. Okay, right. that's it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, so DMAX Exchange. I'm taking a look at this, the carbon guide. Thank you. I appreciate this. It's in thread form as well. I'm just going to, without reading it, this I don't suggest it. Don't just retweet stuff without re reading it, but I retweeted it so I can bookmark it on my own feed and read it to reference back to it later. Um, I'm just going to skim over it. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. seems like they're the first to launch this in the Cosmos ecosystem, which is super cool. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Victor, did you have any other questions? Or, I mean, did any of this help out? As you can tell, a lot of people, including myself, are um, really shooting for DEX's decentralization within the Cosmos ecosystem. And I also suggest looking into the uh, Elrond, which has rebranded into the Multiverse X, which is a mouthful. Um, a lot of the builders, they're uh, trying to do something a little bit new, but also bring in um, traditional finance and um, cross-interchain mediaries. Yeah, I literally love DEXs. I think um, I do any trading really on centralized exchanges, unless if it's like swapping some um, USDC to Atom on Coinbase and then just moving it the hell out of there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading your... I'm going to really have to dig into the um, osmosis. You know, right now, what was it? Sift? Sift chain? <laughs> Not going to get into it. Um, talking about Cosmos um, for the decks and stuff. Pretty much all we have is osmosis, and this is not good. But I treat sexes and dexes all the same. I don't leave my funds into it, especially as the market and the downward trend. I'm just trying to play it safe by doing self-custodying within, oh, he left, within a ledger at this time. That's your safest bet, keeping it all on a ledger, nice and cold. 
Yeah. Well, at this point in time, when you're offering your liquidity, you know, it's great to get rewards, but uh, I'm not willing to risk it at this time. I want more organic growth rather than these uh, small little pumps and hypes because I don't have the time and mindset. I'm not degen enough to, you know, check out the price action every now and then and make sure I do my trades um, on time. But with that, I am going to go ahead and close out the space unless you have anything else to add. I wanted to, oh, Matt, you know what? Matt just came up. All right, you just saved the space, Matt. The floor is yours. <laughs> hey, uh, <clears throat> nice to see you, Kit. I think we were on a space yesterday. Um, so it was good to connect then. I was like boarding a plane um, and Joe was asking questions and I was like, Dude, I cannot answer it now. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I found what you were talking about interesting. Um, and Job was asking about it yesterday about like the kind of the sustainability of the decks, which like I've spent a lot of time supporting decks projects, and like I don't know if there's a good model for that. Like I don't know if that came up already. I've only been on for about ten minutes, but. Um, I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on that in terms of like the sustainability of attracting liquidity and yeah, I'll stop there. Uh, well, you know, there, there's so much that goes into a DEX and I was just covering what's fairly new is aggregators, which I appreciate more than anything. Using an aggregator on chain seems more practical at this time. So that way, we can have uh, less um, rug pulls, I guess you can call it. I'm, I'm grasping at just random words right now, so just bear with me. <laughs> but the, the aggregators, such as Gaines, was telling me, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? I'm like, no, no. But uh, trying to use the fundamentals, look at the liquidity, Look at this. There's so many DEXs that are popping up out of the woodwork at this time that they're not getting enough people in the ecosphere to just jump on. And unless it's like airdrops or people that are just curious or want to make a quick buck and not staying within the ecosystem with a true liquidity pair. And that is not sustain sustainable. A deck should have something else attached to it. Yeah, I. That makes sense to me. I, I mean, I agree. I, I don't think there's like an answer to be honest. Like that's why I was. That's why I wanted to see like. Like, I don't know. Someone said this yesterday too. It's like, maybe it's just they all. If, if you don't survive, you die, and you know, then there's a new wave of them in the next bull market. But, like, if you really think about it, a centralized exchange has the same problem. I think. Um, mm. Because if there's no liquidity on, <laughs> if there's no one keeping funds on an exchange, like, well, I don't know. I feel like they haven't, have, they don't well, have any business. Well, the thing with DEXs is, is, you know, you want to look at what they're offering, what it's interacting with for, you know, tokens. And I keep saying TVL, but you also want to look at, like, the to total token supply. You want to encourage scarcity so people are limited to pop in 
and utilize that particular DEX because that's what's available. Checks out. You're right, Kit. Um, DEXs can't just offer incentives uh, just with providing liquidity, right? There has to be another form to attract these um, these market makers. It can't just be providing uh, liquidity uh, pool incentives. It's got to be something else. <clears throat> when you hear about these DEXs that are popping up, I always take it like, okay, well, who is distributing the information? How are they capturing the interest? Because in general, that you know, what's their market seller ploy? I don't like to go mainstream and follow any uh, marketing strategies that just they smell of red flags all over. Yep. Like imagine if um, imagine if Osmosis, right? If they if they offered their stakers a nice little chunk of the trading fees from swaps from whatever, right? I would be more happier staking my Osmo and using the DEX if I knew there was another form of uh, incentive to just keep my liquidity there. But currently, you really only get, obviously, the inflation rewards for staking your Osmo. And then if you provide liquidity, you get those you know little incentives. But wish Osmosis would offer a, a little bit more than just that. Imagine if you could stake your Osmo tokens and then um, receive rewards from all the tokens that are traded on that DEX. So you'll be receiving every single token that's traded on in that DEX, just a little percent that would attract more users and, and more liquidity in my opinion. That's what Kajira is doing and that's what Carbon is doing. So hopefully in the end, it'll help them out, <clears throat> pick up some traction. I do like Kajira a lot, what they're doing and um, it's slow organic growth. And uh, there's not too much hype, which I wanted to, but at this time, you know, what they're built, they're focusing on the tech more than anything. And I appreciate that. Um, another thing is like when you're looking at the different tokens that are being offered with these DEXs is looking at like, okay, there's so many new tokens being spun up in general and coins and new blockchains. And you have to look at the fair launch off of it. Um, the businesses of the fair launches, like how is it? Is it truly a fair launch? I mean, is there team allocation and treasury associated to it? To where it's like, how is the how how would that be a community basis of it? And by the way, my space already ended. I'm just going over time, so all of this stuff I am not going to upload for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I didn't know you were over thirty for real. <laughs>